Now entering Nerdist.com. True it with a guy named Kevin. True it and this other guy Steve. True it from the TV and the movies, and now this podcast stream. True it, they're gonna get chewy. True it, they might even get me. True it, but they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. And we are rolling. What up? What's up? What's up? Uh, chew, everybody, chew. No, he was chewing. He was doing good chewing. What, uh, Stolhansky, what are you chewing? Lasagna. Lasagna. Okay, lasagna. Soda, what were you chewing? General Sow's chicken. Okay. That's all I chew. Okay. Okay. What were you chewing? I was chewing a uh, sharp cheddar. Mm. Okay. Maybe a Vermont sharp cheddar. Nothing around it, like a bread or a, nope. a sauce? No, nope. just off the stick. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cheese on a stick. Yeah. You what love, about you? You love cheese sticks, don't I you? I do. I do. I was chewing your cheese stick. <laughs> I don't think you were. What if you and I, I was chewing the other end of your cheese stick? You were chewing the other end of my sharp cheddar cheese. Like Lady and the Tramp, but with a stick of cheese. And then we moved together. And yeah. We met in the middle. Yeah, but you ate the majority of the block. And you just kept eating, eating yeah. Lemmy's face yeah. all the way through. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's a trippy visual. That's all. Does Vermont cheddar taste better than Wisconsin cheddar? Yeah. Jeff? Yeah, well, to me, because I'm from the East Coast. Right. You're from the Midwest. Yeah. So to you, it's better, right? What about cheese curds? They've got that in Minnesota, don't they? They're like kind of rubbery. Cheese yeah. curds? They probably chew different than a cheddar. Cheese curds? Like, cheese curds are kind of... <laughs> more kind of... <laughs> more like gum? This more like chewing gum? I like your cheese curd face. I wish people could see your cheese curd face. But they can't. It's kind of like a mouse eating. Cheddar's more... I'm not... I'm not let me take... Oh, you take that. Let's... we got to get this plug out of the way so we can get to these guys. Got we got good shit going on here tonight. Um, okay. Hi, everybody. Wait. This episode of Chewing It... Wait. What? We have... Two members of two other members of Broken Lizard here. Let's all four read this fucking advertisement. Really? Yeah. Right. Listen, you guys want to come over here? We don't just. We like the good people of K One Speed to know that we sure. don't just phone these in. Well, we what are we getting from K One? Uh, you're going to get to. I guarantee you, you can go there and race anytime yeah, you want. I'd like to go next week. If you want to go to K One, they would love to have you come. Yeah. I think we should all go next week. Okay. Okay. There's one in Torrance. There's one in Anaheim. Right. There's yes. another one locally. There, uh, Ontario. Ontario. Mm. Okay. Is there one in Lyon? I don't want to say anything wrong. Yeah, don't say anything wrong. No, no, but this is already a good ad for K1 Speed. Yeah. Uh, see how I seamlessly transitioned into a... Off the dome. Off the dome. You're way off the dome. Okay. okay. Because this episode of Chewing It is brought to you by our friends over at K1 Speed. If you have the need speed, K1 do you not you see me pointing? All right, hold on. Let's start over. Okay, start again. Start again. Right now, at K1, they're like, "God point damn it, fellas! Those guys can't even oh. fucking organize their ass." All these people. You point? Well, we were just trying to keep you were pointing. So you okay? Yeah. All right, all right. I'll tell you what. You you can take the first one. We're gonna let. let, let okay, let's. sorry. Okay, here we go. Okay, let me hit it. Well, this episode of Chewing It is brought to you by our friends over at K1 Speed. Oh, okay. If you have the need for speed, K1 Speed is the place to race. Do I keep going? K1 Speed is America's premier indoor kart racing center in the United States. Experience the thrills of 100% emissions-free European-style electric go-karts reaching the speed of 45 miles per hour. 
That's fast. Why did you take the long one? That's fast. That's, did, you, did you know you were getting the long one? No, because that's, 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 that's one of my favorite uh, things. I like the fact that it's uh, emissions-free European style, mm-hmm. and I like the fact that you can get 45 miles an hour. Yeah, 45 is his favorite number. Like when Michael Jordan played baseball and went by 45, right. uh, Queen came in his pants. Yeah. Like if I was in, in Michael Jordan, I'd wear the number 45 too. Yeah. Okay. What do you got, hot? Go you know what? I'm starting to... I don't know who's up. It's, I, it's my turn. I'm okay, growing weary it. of you do it. already. Go. High-speed thrills for adults and juniors. Race on over to a location near you today to feed your need for speed. Seven days a week. If you haven't experienced the thrills of racing at K1 speed, do yourself a favor and find a location near you. Okay, now in characters, I'm going to do a crazy Spanish guy. Go to K1speed.com. <laughs> They sure to hop on the Chewy website and download a coupon to save money. Well, you're not trying to get experience. <laughs> Very good. What was That's that? Good. What was That's that? Chinese. Chinese, that Chinese British. I thought it was Indian. And <laughs> there's Australian. Australian. Or New Zealand. It's it tough to break it up because there's so many ellipses. There are. Yeah, I don't know what's in the sentence. Well, they, but that's okay. I think K1 would like the fact that the four of us did that together. It's fun. You know, it's go to K1 speed. Go, to, tell K- you, go to K1. I don't think K1 appreciates <laughs> the effort we put into their advertising. Really? I think they do. I think they come to our shows. They what if nice. we go ahead and set when and where we're going to be at one and we say it? And then maybe people will we'll be like, they'll come to K1 speed. So we should figure out when and where we're going to go. Okay. I think we should go. But then the paparazzi might follow you there, Soder. Right. Do you want that to happen? Is that hard? Mm, not unless I'm boofing one of you guys. <laughs> in a go-kart? Yeah. Going up to 45 miles an hour. Here's what you need to do. European style. Yeah. That's really Mission 90 free. kilometers per hour. You need one. to um, egg somebody's house and get your face in the news and then show up at K1. Mm. And, and then the paparazzi will be everywhere. Yeah. Mm. $20,000 worth of damage. I'm Wait. Let's do our, do our plugs first and then we're going to get into this, okay? Okay. Uh, uh, next week... Next week, uh, we're in Dayton, Ohio, at the Funny Bone. You can't see it, people, but his thumb is an inch away from my face, and it smells like ketchup. There you go. Is that how you guys know how to talk? Yeah, that's how we do it. That's how we go. So it's uh, January 24th, 25th, or it's January 23rd, 24th? What's Friday? You guys know? I keep looking over at Luke. Friday's the 24th. Okay, so we'll be in Dayton, Ohio, the 24th and 25th, at the Funny Bone. And then uh, the next weekend, we're going to be at Sketchfest in San Francisco. Yeah, we're going to do a, a live podcast, and we're sh- uh, hosting a screening of Super Troopers. Yeah, on, on February 1st. Neither of those things have anything to do with Sketch, though. Are you going to do some sketches? Like no, no. I guess it's expanded beyond that. They, they have stand-up comedy. They've got all it's kinds of stuff. It's more like Comedy Fest in San Francisco. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then the next weekend will be in Syracuse, uh, February 6th and 7th. Cuse, baby Cuse. So uh, go to Heffern and Where? 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 That's the funny one. Go to HeffernLemme.com. You'll, you'll see uh, you'll see uh, the dates there. So Dayton, Syracuse, uh, Dayton, San Francisco, Syracuse. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember when we first were at Colgate? You had to drive to Syracuse to get Chinese food. Yes. And McDonald's. Yes. Oh. And Japanese. Yeah. And Syracusians. Uh, we're getting <laughs> And oranges. Well, we used to go to those Syracuse bars for like they had the crazy bars there. They had like that was the first time I ever experienced ever experienced flip night. Oh. You know yeah. the quarter. Right. There's some butter moose. Isn't there a bar some moose that's when you get a t-shirt? Um, moose knuckle? Moose bar? I can't remember. I don't know. Fun town. Um, fun town. Fun town. Flip night is when you the bartender flips a coin and then if it's heads if, you drink. If, if you free. call it. You, you have to call it. Okay. If you nail it, you get it for free. Otherwise, it's the quarter that you flip. Uh, okay. So it's 25 cents maximum. Okay. 
And then we did the Did you ever do the bladder busters? Well, because a, a draft beer at a, at a bar only costs nine cents to pour, so they're making money anyway. Like if you go to a bar and they charge you five dollars, they're making they're making what is it four ninety one on the dollar. You know what I'm trying to say. For nine cents, they're making another. They're making five dollars. He didn't graduate from college. He didn't take a math class. Don't worry about it. Too much time in Syracuse drinking there and eating Chinese food. They also had the bladder busters. Remember the bladder busters? Yes. That's you get a drink, go to the back, right? No one. Yeah. Everyone drinks free. I experienced that at Florida State. Okay. And what was it? What it was, was uh, you got to have like nickel beer until the first person went to the bathroom. Okay. Uh, that's right, and they ruined it for everybody. But yeah. people must have been punching you in the face if you went to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. but that's what, it was always a, a woman. This is not a sexist comment. It was okay. always a woman who broke, because you couldn't punch a woman in the face. But it wasn't like the biggest dude in the room. I'm gonna piss. It could be, okay. except that if that guy was the first guy to piss, then everyone would be calling him a pussy. True. But he maybe didn't care. People were going underneath the bar. So they're pissing underneath the bar. Dudes do. Dudes do. Fuck, that reminds me of one of our New Year's Eve party. Where? Can I? Well, let's talk about happy, happy New Year, fellas. Happy, 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 okay. happy New Year. Yeah. Eric is happy New Year. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, happy New Year. Hey, who's here? Eric Stolhansky and Paul Soder have yeah. joined us. We're here. We're having a, uh, a little broken leisure writing meeting, and um, and um, we decided to do a podcast. Thanks for having us. Isn't that good? It's fun. Have you, you done? You done before? Yeah. Uh, in Minneapolis. Yeah. You were a guest yeah. in Minneapolis. But this is our first multiple. This is our first menage a quatre. Quadra foire. Yeah, with lizards or with anybody. We've with only lizards. had one. We have one. We we usually piecemeal you guys one at a time. I'm saying, have you ever had more than one guest? Yeah, yes. we have. We've done it for yeah. We did. Uh, we did a, uh, an episode for Colgate on Colgate Day or whatever, and we had uh, Carrie Clifford and Jay and Eric Levy all at once. All at once. So technically, that's a five way. That well, they were, but they were they were overlapping. Like Jay could only do like thirty minutes, and then Cliffy could only do like an hour, and then ultimately. Uh, we were there with Levy, but it's fun. I mean, it makes for more stories, yeah, like out of you guys. Uh, but yeah, happy New Year! Happy New Year to you! Happy New Year! Uh, Do you guys have a good New Year? Yeah, a good New Year. Um, last uh, week, Levy and I talked about our New Year's uh, resolutions. New uh, Levy's learning to play the guitar. Yeah, oh, that's right. And you got a guitar in a box. I, I did. I, it's, uh, I bought it's a it. guitar in a box. I bought it at Target. I bought it at Target. You bought it at Guitar <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, and I put it in my guitar and drove home. <laughs> uh, it's a first act guitar. Is the brand? It's not Les Paul or uh, uh, for their great Gibson or something. It's first act. Yeah. But the thing is, last time we checked in, you were teaching yourself on that rocksmith. You got that rocksmith thing. Yeah, yeah and now he's got blisters all over his hand. Yeah, look at my middle finger. This is from, I have a blister on my middle finger from uh, bending notes mm. for, for 90 minutes one night. Yeah. So a rocks, for, for those of you who don't know, I was endorsing it pretty heavily last time. I'm gunning for a rocksmith, that endorsement deal. A rocksmith is, basically it's Guitar Hero, but with a real guitar. Right. right so right, like. Right. But both these guys play guitar for real. I, I play guitar for real too. No, you don't. These guys know how to play guitar. You, you play guitar in a box for real. I'm learning how to play guitar. You play video game guitar. They can play, like they can go on a stage and, and do a song. You can't. Sure. Yes, I can. He's been on stage with me while I played guitar and sang something. Okay, but he didn't play guitar. No, you uh, but did. I could play a very simple song now. I like, could play uh, "Row, Row Your Boat" or something. <laughs> you know, Heffernan, you're getting off on the wrong foot here. You're speaking out of ignorance, which is something you often do. Okay. And the, the fact of the matter is, it's a real guitar. Yeah. It's hooked up. Essentially, it's it's a virtual guitar teacher. Yeah. Who's teaching you through? So what I've learned how to do is slide yeah. notes. 
I've learned how to do chords. Okay. I've, I've learned how to uh, hammer-ons and pull-offs. Okay. So you don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. I don't care what that is. Yeah. Hammer-ons and pull-offs? I just want to know if you can play an AC song again. I'm learning. All I started playing Pour Some Sugar on me last night. Oh, you did? Yeah. How hard did you get? Pour some. I did the whole song, <laughs> asshole. I'll teach you something. Like I'll teach you TNT. You have a blister here from playing guitar? Well, this is the, uh, the, I have a blister here on my middle finger from... Um, from doing the uh, the note bending, you know, where you like fucking work the string to like make the note bend. Now he was talking to a, a guitar teacher the other night, and this guy told him, "If you're doing it right, there's no way you should have blisters on your fingers." Oh, yeah, is that like, accurate? Yeah, that's what he said. He, he was like, "Oh, that shouldn't happen to you," but he was on his high horse about how uh, Rocksmith. This is. Uh, you know, this is like an auto worker complaining about the robots. You know, uh-huh. okay. <laughs> okay. Rocksmith is like you're cheating the system. But you're not yeah. learning the right way. Yeah, he yeah. said. He said you missed the personal touch here. And then what happened? This is after uh, I did the, the comedy. Because la- this is what he said last week on the podcast. He said it's not rocket scientists. It's easy to make that sound come out of the guitar. Yeah, but I. That's I, what he said. I, you're, I mean, you're taking it in context. Well, people can go back and listen to it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then we made a joke about it. Right. But what I mean is that like. You know, it's when you uh, when you uh, peel back the onion. <laughs> really, it's like watching the movies or anything like that. Once you get inside the world, say like stand-up comedy, you do see that there is a certain formula to these things. Like you have complicated it in your mind. Yeah. So, like, like pour some sugar on me before it was like, dang, 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 dang. Mm-hmm. but now as I listen to it, I'm like, okay, I can hear the rhythm guitar and I can hear the lead guitar, and the lead guitar isn't. That entire ensemble of noise, it's, and sometimes it's the more simple of the two things, mm-hmm. the, way the rhythm guitar is carrying the whole thing with the chords, and chords are, I think, seem to be harder to play because of the finger manipulation. Mm-hmm. Now granted, I'm still learning this stuff, mm-hmm. but that's all I said. It's like, well, why don't you ask two guitar players here what they think about that? There are two guys here. Instead of you talking all the time, maybe you should ask these guys what they think about it. What is it, like fucking uh, angry Irish night here on the podcast? Like, drinking some beers, having some fun. Fellas, fellas. It must be tough that your hands are a little small. Yeah. Like that. This is, but the bar cards are always going to be tricky for you. Yeah, no, no. I mean, the uh, what, I, what I've, uh, like, um, you, you real, it's like uh, spreading out the index finger and the pinky. Like now when they talk about Jimi Hendrix having these massive hands, I get it. You know, it's like he could he could just wrap his whole hand. What age were you guys, though, when you learned to play the guitar? Paul? Probably was like in high school. I was in a band in high school. Okay, what was the name? What was the name? Uh, first, we were called the Hindu Circus. <laughs> and, That's nice. Uh, then I stopped playing drums and uh, was in a different band. Okay. I played guitar, and that band was called the Waltz and Gonzaleses. <laughs> okay. So you're after like different ethnicities or different uh, countries. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so you play guitar for that band? Yeah. And did you teach yourself, or did you take lessons? Yeah, yeah. just 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 trying to figure it out. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. Did you ever play for a band called the Racist Whiteies? <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What did you were you in, you were in bands? Well, I played in like uh, choirs and stuff in school. So religious was like no no, no. jazz choir. Like uh, we sang like Doobie Brothers. Like if we sang like Oh Black Water, keep sure, on rolling. Sure. I'll be the guy. You be the guy. Guitar. I'll be the guitar. In church? Okay. No, in like school. Oh. You guys have choir? So well, yeah, but we had choirs. We didn't have guitar players. Is it choir or chorus? It's chorus. Chorus, I guess. Choir is more the church. Of course. No, no. But I, I was actually in the boys' choir at Dalton. Okay. And then you sing religious songs. Religious songs? 
Kicked around. I was I was always with guys that wanted to start a band or never run in a town show. Right. And then uh, there was a band that was like an established band in Minneapolis, and I really wanted to be in that band. I yeah. loved the band. I was following around. Uh, and one day they asked me to be in it. Okay. Uh, and they broke up. Oh. That day? No, it was shortly after. I think I rehearsed with them once, and I started learning their songs. And then they were like, "Ah, oh, this is a lost cause." And they well, went on to become the replacements. I think the bass player and that guy uh, wanted to sell his equipment and buy. Drugs, doobies, doobies and stuff. You and I are in a band together, man. That's true. We started a band. What is it? What was the band? Mongoloid. <laughs> what is it? Like metal band or something? Yeah, we don't really know. But remember, like, before our sketch shows it's true. in uh, New York City, <laughs> we used to warm up and sing songs. Okay, covers of other... Or make up your own songs. No, we didn't write any originals. <laughs> okay. But, uh, like, we... We did Major Tom, right? Major Tom all the time. A lot. Yeah. Every day we do Major Tom. That's a cool. warm-up when we were in sketch. Yeah, you know, like the duplex. Yeah. Where was that? Where would we have the guitar? The duplex? Yeah, we would like... Uh, I guess because I sang the parrot song. Yeah, and uh, for sure. And so we'd have a guitar right there. And I think... Did you bring one down to uh, Florida when we shot Tim Four Monk? We sang Major Tom. You and I probably sang Major Tom about like 80 times together. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's okay. Have you guys ever played... We never did a sketch where you guys played guitar together, though, did we? No. Or was that Sneeze song? Or did you do that Sneeze song by yourself? Did, Remember that Sneeze uh, song? We worked on it together. It went it live. It went, it went live. It was nothing faster than a sneeze. Yeah. Right. Faster than the sneeze. But you we found out the sneeze, went, the sneeze was how fast? It's like 180 miles. Oh, sneeze 180 miles an hour. Right. But now I think they are faster trains, so I don't know what song is now obsolete. <laughs> But yeah. you guys didn't do that together. I thought you did it together. We wrote it. Yeah, we started jamming, right? And I don't know what happened. Just didn't, you know. No, it, it was performed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I yeah. think it just didn't. Uh... But did you perform it together or one one guy who performed it? I don't know. And I feel like we started working on it but never performed live. He had the Bear song. Right. Right? Yes. He played the guitar. How does the Bear song go? I don't remember. It was just some sort of dueling banjo. Right. Right, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a story about a bear that eats a guy or something. Or or run run run. Run. I don't know. I was in the woods getting chased by a bear. Mink, I mean, do you guys want to do the parrot song here? Just uh, acapella? <laughs> <laughs> so people know what we're talking about? But it's his song, not, not Stolansky's. Not that. But, but, but Soder did duet. Soder harmonized with me, and then when we were in Alaska and Soder wasn't there, Lemmy came oh, on stage right. and harmonized uh, in place of Soder. Yeah, but that thing got botched because mics were not turned on. There's no mic turns on, but it was funny because it got um, signed. Yeah, there were a sign oh, language interpreters. Right. That's the show we did with sign language interpreters. In that's Alaska, funny. you did a show. That's right, I missed that show. That's with a sign language. That's a funny thing. And a woman came up on stage, and I was singing to her, but the person was signing to her, and I was singing to her, and Lemmy was singing to her. That was a fun show, Nick. Did that person laugh? The, the yeah. interpreter laughed? She did the because you, you played to her. Like, she walked up to us before the show and was like, hey, guys, I'm going to sign your show. It's you know, part of the law that they have to do it for a live show. In Alaska? Uh, it was a college show, so I think that was part of the rule. But it was also open to, the, open to the town, which is why. Yeah. And so she said, you know, I'm going to sign your show. Can you tell me a little bit about it? <laughs> and I'm like, it's like all dick jokes and, you well, know. No, it was like, we were like, uh, well, yeah, it's pretty dirty. Like, for instance, we can walk you through the show. So, okay, we're like, all right, well, the first sketch... 
is um, this uh, Susan Boyle sketch where all she does is say really nasty things. So let's just tell you what they are so you know. Literally, it's like, do you know how to say bukkake? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, what's and that? Like, spraying like, on her face with the hand. So she did that? Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, did yeah, all, yeah. she came up with all yeah. that stuff. And she was a, a very uh, prim and proper person. I mean, she was cool, but uh, she, uh, it wasn't like, a, hey, all right. She was, there were two of them. Yeah, she was, had, had a noble purpose, and, uh, uh, and we dragged her into the mud. Why did there need to be two of them? You would, just, you would exhaust one of them but after a certain number of bukkakis they had to call in the backup? I think they I think they were taking turns, but I think it was just like to double up and make sure, you know, everyone could see. Because they were on stage simultaneously. Yeah, and you would be like you would them. Yeah, oh, that's what that's but the wonderful thing was you'd be doing a bit like, you know, let me have this thing about masturbation. And you'd be doing a bit and you'd finish some really dirty like masturbation joke and then you watch You'd stop and watch them finish yeah, yeah, yeah. your masturbation joke. Well, for instance, I it was a humor in of itself. It was an extra layer of comedy. Wonderful person to play off of. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like I said, like first I was like, you know, I want to talk about masturbation. I look over, and she does the universal <laughs> sign for masturbation. I was like, I just knew it had to be that sign language. What else could it be? You could see it on YouTube. Like, a, a, There's a lot of different uh, postings from that show on YouTube. Yeah. Was in the, and that angry show. It was good. Yeah. Um, um, have you, Kevin? We haven't talked about you. Did you uh, take any musical lessons? Do you play any instruments? Um, I played the saxophone when I was a kid. Okay, <laughs> I did. Didn't stick with it. Uh, I stuck with it for a while. I think up until high school, and then I just didn't do it anymore. Then you got happy. <laughs> what is that? Is it a sad instrument? Saxophone's very sad. I guess so. I guess so. I was not a sad saxophone player, but there are those who are. I, I uh, no, I, I, I definitely wanted to play the guitar as a kid. I always wanted to play the guitar. And um, hence all the fucking hostility. Uh, I know, I know. Chasing your dream. No, it doesn't matter. It just leaves you late. You're late in the game. It's not going to work out. You'll give it up next week. Listen, but uh, <laughs> listen to you. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, uh, so I wanted to learn how to play the guitar, and so I said to my my mom, my mom wanted me to take music lessons. What do you want to learn? Play the guitar, you know. And so uh, oh, yeah. she now she was into it. We got this, found this woman, gave, gave guitar lessons, and and, uh, and for the first. Whatever, three, four weeks, uh, she just hadn't played the recorder to learn, like, you know, scales and notes and all that bullshit. And I was like, <laughs> and you put up with that for four weeks? Well, I was probably like, I was probably like 10 okay. or 11, and I didn't know any better, you know what I mean? And I'm like, so this what, is is this, what is this crap? I just want to play guitar. And so I played the recorder for like four weeks, and then I was like, fuck this, you know? And I just. Stopped. This begs the question. There's a little side note. I'd like to get back to your musical stuff. Yeah. You have a lovely singing voice. Thank you. I wouldn't mind hearing some of your songs. Okay. <laughs> but um, uh, at what age did you become like the like obstinate cock that you are now? <laughs> um, it was probably probably like junior in high school. <laughs> okay. The year if you want to know. After you got molested by the Jesuits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In the Jesuit high school. That's probably when it was. The year your balls dropped. <laughs> yeah, probably. You also became a blowhard. Probably. Probably. Yeah, I love these balls. Yeah. And, uh, nah, I disagree. <laughs> so if we handed you a saxophone right now, uh, could you uh, do anything? I could probably play some notes. I can play some songs on the recorder. <laughs> Which, uh, the saxophone is much more similar to the recorder than the guitar is, you know? I was just like, come on. If Bill Clinton came up to you and said, yeah. hey, Heffernan, I'm going yeah. to do a sax solo with you. Yeah, I could do it. Let's do a sax duet. I, I could do it. I'm the Hall show. I'm the new Arsenio Hall show. I thought it was fun. If I had like an hour, I could, I could get back to it. An hour? Yeah. I, I couldn't be more shy. 
Like, I've never seen you within 100 feet of a musical instrument before. Okay. So I'm like, wait a minute. That's no, there was a point where I was going to read music. And I had all, like, I do, like, my, my kids take piano lessons now, you know? And, uh, and uh, Sue is much more musical than I am. But I, there was a time where, like, I would, I would try to help them with their lessons. And so I, I relearned all the scales and where to put my hands on the piano. And do you play piano as hard as you type on a computer? Yes. Catherine <laughs> and I took a music class in college together. We did. We took a music class in college together. That was a, that was a ridiculous Tell that story. That's, That's a great story. story. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, uh, uh, well, it was one of those deals where I think I was a senior and you were a junior, yep. I think. And so, um, and so it was one of those deals where you, I wanted to take... You, you hear about these courses, like the appreciation of music, you know, and you're like, oh, you go to the thing, you listen to classical music, and you take tests. And that's kind of what I thought. Yeah. And then what they usually do with those kind of classes is they, they try to scare you out of taking them so that they can keep the circle small, right? So you go there the first day, and they're like, this is a very serious musical class. If you are not here for that purpose... Leave now. No, they're trying to weed out all the That's right. That's right. Which, and I was like, I'm seeing through right this shit. And he's the same way. It's like, we're seeing right through this. We're sticking in this class. We're going to sit in this class. We're going to do this class. Even though we're not at all interested in learning. <laughs> That's correct. And That's it's correct. very serious. Like medieval, very serious. The head of the music department. Yeah, they plucked him right out of medieval times. He was like a, like a haircut. Well, like a like minstrel? Wire glasses. Yes, spoke in a very soft manner. His name was Jocelyn. That's all we need to know, Jocelyn. Okay. And so, um, uh, so anyway, I don't want to put the story up. But, so uh, uh, we said, screw it, we're taking this class. And uh, it was a very kind of like arcane, like it was just... It started in the kind of Gregorian chant period. It was like pre-music class. It was like pre-classical music, and it was it was it was terrible. And so, but like, uh, what was it like? Like two weeks into it, uh, he said, "Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, to uh, uh, Thursday we will be you will bring your own musical instruments into class, and you will uh, play for uh, something for the class." And uh, and you'll play something, and then we'll play something together. And Mink and I look like, holy shit, uh-oh. Ah, is your stomach just... Because this is like yeah. two weeks in now. We've yeah. already, like, like we've already started gone through it. Like, You've committed. Yeah. You've committed. Yeah. We're in. And so uh, Thursday comes around, and I did what I thought was a smart thing. And lied. I skipped that day. <laughs> okay? I, didn't, I just didn't go to class that day. Now, Stelhansky did go to class that day. He did? I'll tell you, tell us, you tell a story about so, it. So uh, he's going around the room and asking, well, somehow he's asking, this is a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to remember yeah, exactly yeah. details, but he was asking what instruments we play. Sure. Or if you, you would have them with you. Like, well, I just had, like, the flute and, you know. I, think, I went one day and a kid went up and just, remember, they brought the kid out of the thing and it's just some rando kid in the class. He played some concerto on the piano, like a ridiculous yeah, thing. Yeah. Wasn't that it, was the level. Wasn't it a pianino? Wasn't it a little tiny? It may have been. It may have been. And he was play this huge thing, and, and Stonehenge and I uh, look at each other like, "Oh my fucking god, we're in over our heads." This, these were like oh, music. Yeah. They were music uh, majors. majors. <laughs> but it wasn't. I, mean, I would think if it's a music appreciation class, wasn't it? wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, technically, yeah. What, what right did they have to insist that you play that instrument? That was one of the requirements. It was like a, it was a higher oh, level. Okay. Uh, music appreciation. So, how did you get into the class in the first place? By just saying, by by not leaving. You know, I was a senior, so I had probably a high, you know, pick number or whatever they have when they pick classes. And then if it was like you got scared, you would go. <laughs> yeah. But I said, I'm riding it out. 
And I'd taken a couple of music classes previous to that, so I... And I had, but he had. I, actually, Justin Gunn was my uh, my original... Advisor? Or advisor. teacher? Or you know, you originally get sent... Yeah, Gen Ed, Gen Ed, yeah, yeah, Before you find a major and switch. So he was my advisor. All right, so you go to class that day. It's it's instrument day. You don't even have an instrument. That's the thing I, that's the thing I was trying to get out of it. I said, well, I don't have my instrument here. Yeah. And he said, well, what instrument do you play? And I was like... Oh, you know, I just don't have my instrument here. I play the trombone. Because you're thinking of trying to think of something that... Well, you know, who's yeah. got a trombone? Who, right, it's not like, you know, oh, there's a trombone line right. around. Because some people brought their flutes and stuff like that. Right. I thought, oh, might have a flute in his office. Right. This guy's not going to have a trombone. <laughs> so I, I don't have my... I didn't bring my instrument with me. I play the trombone. <laughs> oh, well, it's funny you should say that, because we happen to have one. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So now I've already been caught in a lie... Oh, he said, follow me. Oh, my so God. So he takes me down And your way. fucking heart drops at that oh, point, right? And the whole class is looking at me. Dead now. Because one of the other guys, oh, Hedgepath, one of our buddies, Hedgepath, was in it. He, we didn't think he even played instrument. He showed up with a flute. He brought his case. He, he brought a flute at school. And he played it, yeah. Never and, saw uh, three years like I had yeah. a flute, and all of a sudden he pulls it out of the water. And so he's walking you down the hall to get your trombone. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm walking by him, my, my advisor, right. who after years, you know, thought that he could trust me, that he was a guy who was giving advice on how to graduate. Super earnest, like not yeah, even right. a sense of humor, like yeah. wouldn't think for one second that you were not telling this the truth. Clark. Yeah. I'm so happy that you've talked about this. I have a trombone here. <laughs> Let's take it back in the class. Aren't room. you happy that I have a trombone? You would be so overjoyed. Oh, so now I'm thinking, okay, he, he takes me down his closet that has every <laughs> instrument. So there's nothing I can lie out to get out of it. I wish I just had a guitar. I could play the guitar. But, uh, so then I get the trombone, bring it back to class, and I thought, okay, I'll just melt, I'll just, you know, if everyone's playing a note, I'll just find it. Just pretend that you I'll know what you're doing. Yeah. Want to have the air coming out? I'll just pretend. We'll, we'll and everyone's got an instrument, but you. Well, you play guitar, so you must think you can bullshit a little bit. I played the piano growing up. I played the bass guitar. Right. I played guitar. I but instead, you threw out something that you knew nothing about, though. Like I if did. you said something like the mandolin or something like Actually, that, maybe it's a trumpet. I used to not sure. But instead, he threw out a trumpet because he thought the guy would never have one. You know what? You chose the one instrument you couldn't play. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> just really, really is it. All right, so the class is sitting there, and the one thing that Jocelyn turns to me, he said, Eric, why don't you give us a C to tune to? A better one, he picks me out of everybody. The tune that he slapped, he saw the flop sweat on your upper lip as you walked back. My underarms are soaked, my head. So I, <laughs> I start going, You're <laughs> <laughs> trying to find it. You're trying to find it. A C when you hit it? I think so. Uh-huh. What does a C sound like then? But you... <laughs> I think he nailed it. I think I should say. So you're just going... <laughs> and how long do you do that before the jig is up? I mean, it was just dead silent. It was like, you could hear a pin drop in there. As and I bet you were fucking beet red. <laughs> beet fucking tomato red at that point. I didn't want to let down... <laughs> So you all know, Stolhansky, when he gets moderately embarrassed, turns fucking bright red. <laughs> so your, your face must have been hot. Couldn't find the note. Obviously, it was called out in front of everybody. Signed up for classes way over my head. Yeah. And he said, you don't know how to play the trombone, do you? Now, now, wait a second. If I remember correctly, I don't, I don't want to tell your story for you, so I'll, just, I'll cue you a little bit. But as I recall, he was very hurt. He was. How More hurt than that, right? How hurt was he? my... Mind, I imagined seeing a single tear. Yeah, sure. Running down his cheek. Trickle down his mandolin cheek. <laughs> uh, uh, and you, God, you must have felt terrible, though. I did. Did the class laugh? 
I think everybody laughed. He but it seems like it could have been a class that would be like offended that you. And I think he, he gave me a triangle after that. Uh, <laughs> so you got to see on this triangle. Ding, 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 All right, so I never showed up for that thing. And then in the end, we had to write a paper. Jeez. Right? Yeah. About an instrument. What'd you write about? Uh, I feel like the cello. I don't even know. I, I think it was either. like a cello. Like you write a paper about the history of the cello, whatever it was. And uh, I ended up getting a higher grade than Hedgepath. Who, uh, who actually played the flute? Who played the flute and played the the class? So I, I did it. What's your favorite uh, flavor of cello? I like lime. Come on, <laughs> there you go. Come on. Thanks a lot, everyone. There you Thank go. You. I think about how all the money that my dad invested in college and how. But the thing is, though, I think I felt like I learned stuff in that class. Yeah, it was a cool class. I just couldn't play an instrument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, Jocelyn. Hey. Hey. You can still uh, look him up. He's still there. He might still be. You get one one beer in you and you buy an angry Irishman. Um, He was a good dude. Let's go. Let's go. New Year's resolution notes, Mink. You have you have a spine? You have one? Ah, I don't do goals very well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of it. I slow myself down. Okay. I gave him up. Then I don't have to uh, fill the. the Did you do one last year that you screwed up? No. I don't think I've done it a long time. Is that him? That's him, yeah. We can't, we can't call him out. That's him. No. Yeah, you know, he looks like a nice guy. He's a great guy. Super nice guy. The kind of guy you wouldn't want to... And hurt. his wife uh, 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 was, the, was the female equivalent, and she was an English professor. I had her as an English professor. Yeah. No one Very earnest. Talk. Very... Right. But, but earnest... You were with her class. You Absolutely. Be Absolutely. You couldn't I didn't know anything. Kevin, why don't you read a passage for us? So did you do New Year's resolution last year or no? Did you not? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know if I remember doing a resolution. Yeah. You? Uh, I did. I, I did a weight loss thing last year. Ah, uh, how'd it go? Pretty good. Did Pretty it? well. So far. I'm going to try it again this year, I think. Maybe Are you the same a different extent. weight on January 1, 2014 than you were January yes, 1, Yes, I'm, I'm definitely at least 30 pounds lighter. Oh, that's good. I was. So it worked. Your resolutions worked. Work. Yeah. What's your... Do you have one? Did you make a New Year's resolution? I didn't. I mean, I, 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 I'm constantly trying to figure out a way to get my shit together. So I don't know that I... <laughs> yeah. I just, what do you mean? Big picture? I, uh, yeah. I feel, I feel like I kind of walk through life now thinking, all right, all right, next week, you know, I'm going to stop eating General Sao's chicken. Okay. Or, ah, okay, next week's the week that I stop <laughs> yelling at my kids. Or, <laughs> you know, so like, I'm constantly... <laughs> Thinking about how I... But you did it last year. You you lost a shitload of weight last year. After your brother's wedding, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a photo booth. <laughs> you look at a photo of yourself and you vomit, and you're like, right. that's, that's it. Um, Things are going to change now. So, yeah, I mean, I lost a lot of weight last year, and then I gained it back. So if, um, my resolution is to lose it back. Yeah. Okay. I'm apparently what they call a yo-yo diet <laughs> I lose a lot of weight and I gain it I think I feel like everybody is a yo-yo diet they say diets don't work because everybody is a yo-yo well it's just a psychological thing because like for me the second I get to that moment where I notice maybe somebody's like oh you look like you lost a lot of weight or I'm you know seeing a, a nice cut that I hadn't seen before I get cocky and I'm like I'll have that fucking Mocha chip cake <laughs> because this body can handle anything this time. Right. I'm never. This yes. this body doesn't get fat. But but you were fatter in college, weren't you? Remember that there was that time. Right? Remember in period of college when he he had a big face, big and face, big, big ass. ass. Yeah. And a couple, uh, the two the two big ones that happened all in the same period of time was an alumni showed up at Colgate and I ran into him in the bathroom of the jug, the bar, and he said, uh, "Are you Steve Lemmy's brother?" <laughs> and I 
was like, I'm actually Steve Lemmy. And he was like, oh my god, your face got so fat. <laughs> and then... Uh, you carry most of your weight in your face. I do. In your ass. And, and, well, that's the other thing, is that, like, you discover... When you gain weight, you discover a lot about yourself. Number one is where you get fat. And apparently I'm a fat ass guy. <laughs> because, uh... <laughs> yeah, and that's what happened, like, uh... Soda's in the caps. Yeah. His, all his shit's in the caps. Yeah, but, no, but he's always in his caps. <laughs> it's true. He's got the biggest calves of anybody. He's but that's in, not he's fat. He's in his calves. That's not fat. That's, that's cum and lamb meat uh, combined. <laughs> Has it always been lamb meat? Semen and lamb I thought it was like that gyro meat, right? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, you put the spit and cut the gyro off your, off your calf? Okay. All right. Um, but, uh, yeah, then the other time we were, we were filming uh, the, uh, the the Die Hard spoof in right. college right. for our, our Char Goosby show. And right. you, of all people, right. uh, told me how fat my ass had become. Well, because I remember, like, there were, like, I think two shots. Like, one was, you know, we... we, we uh, we paid homage to that shot where uh, John uh, McClane is cl- is crawling through the duct, yeah, you know, and he's got the lighter, and we did one of those. And I remember seeing your ass go into that duct and be like, "Holy shit, that ass is not going to fit." Barely that. fit. We had to I put some butter on my hips. Yeah. Did we actually get through a duct? How did we get access to the duct? Uh, uh, bigger duct? I think we cheated it. Somehow. We cheated it. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow. Maybe like in a one that we turned those couches over or something. I can't remember. Was done. But. Big That's when you looked at it, you did a double take. Yeah. Like a dummy duck? Yeah, it was like a dummy duck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm right. a little Bobby Big Booty over here. <laughs> Bobby Big Booty? Yeah, I get, uh, when I gain weight, it goes, first it goes to my cheeks and then it goes to my, my ass. Right. The other cheeks. Cheeks Come cheeks? Come on. That's why we paid this um, guy for the big bucks. Let me and I were talking uh, on the drive over here about how you guys. So Soder Smolhansky, the SS of comedy. Yeah. You said that? Yeah. No. Uh, you guys always had like a little bromance, didn't you? Soder Smolhansky. They're, they're living together right now. Okay, so Stolhansky, the reason we have both these guys on right now, Stolhansky is uh, visiting from yep. uh, Minnesota mm-hmm. and is staying in Paul's uh, guest house. Back house. Right. And we were just reminiscing. This is like, this is a big thing for you guys because you guys have always... You have a history of living together. We were the first roommates right out of college living in New York together. And that was on that, at West End? Uh, West 84th Street. Right, right. West End Avenue. A lot of funny shit happened in that. Edgar Allan Poe Boulevard. Great, right? Yeah, yeah. We have great times. We, Are we at liberty to discuss some of the things that happened there? Or I no? think so. I mean, is that okay with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like some of the women that you picked up? <laughs> no. That part of my leave out. Oh, That's what I was talking about. That part, oh. What else did you think he would be referring to when he asked if he Oh, like we were playing Brilliant songs. We had like ink pen. I guess that's not... I remember... I do remember one night we uh, we crank called Mike Myers. Remember that? Yeah. Remember that? The number, though. He lived right by us. No, yeah, well, what happened was that uh, we had seen him somewhere, and then uh, we were doing live shows in the village or something, and somebody went up to him and said, uh, Hey, Mike, will you come to one of our shows? And he thought we were saying to him, hey, can we come to Saturday Night Live? Can we come to your show? And he was like, oh, well, no, it's really hard. Da, da, da. We were like, God, what a fucking dick. And then somebody realized at one point that he had mixed it up and thought we were asking for tickets. And uh, so anyway, we were talking about him. And then uh, uh, somehow we found out his wife's name at the time. What a different name. And yeah, and then we, 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 uh, we got out of the phone book and we called him up at his house and he answered the phone. And then we got really scared. We hung up. <laughs> <laughs> we 
we see him all the time. We walk and we see him by. Yeah. I remember one time we went to Cafe Lola, came out, and he was walking out with probably his wife and his friend. And there's a Barnes and Nobles in the corner. Yeah, you fourth and Broadway. Yeah, right? fourth and Broadway, yeah. right? And uh, Wayne's World had just come out, so right in the corner of between 84th and 85th was a movie theater. So I'm walking behind Mike Myers, get to the corner of Barnes and Nobles. On the marquee of the movie theater is Wayne's World. Yeah. On the corner in the windows is Wayne's World Books. Right. And Wayne is looking at the books, and I'm standing <laughs> behind him looking right. at the books of the marquee. And looking at Wayne. Yeah. Like, it must be nice to be a famous comedian. <laughs> but didn't Someday. Uh, Super Troopers wasn't at that theater. But Which I think we saw the trailer there. I think I went to that theater to see... What was it, 84 How Broadway? High. Isn't that the... Yeah, yeah, we... Uh, How High was the movie we went to see, and they were going to show the Red Band trailer, and and as our luck would have it... Oh, yes, yes, I remember that. They played the, uh, the trailer for Jeepers Creepers, and then played the trailer for Jeepers Creepers a second time, back to Which back. Which has never happened Which in history before or since. Never! How many times have the movie? Like, never seen like it. Our most like exciting anticipation for the fact that we had made a movie and it was going to be in theaters. I remember like... Holy shit, this can't be for real. Holy shit, we're going to get high, we're going to go to a movie called How High, in a movie theater, and before that movie starts, our trailer <laughs> is going to show. And I remember sitting there like, okay, what the fuck just happened? Two trailers put back back. Well, one of them obviously in the place of our trailer. Yeah, well, Jeepers, it went Jeepers Creepers, and then Jeepers Creepers again, and <clears throat> I remember we all looked at each other and we're like, this is not right. And we also simultaneously knew, like, this is definitely affecting us somehow. <laughs> we're definitely getting the short end of the stick on this one. Yeah. And sure enough, we were right. And uh, we walked, right? I don't think I we walked. Movie. We talked to the projectionist. We yeah. were like, um... And he was like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm and who the hell are you guys? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we hate it, really. Yeah. Um, uh, you guys had good jobs when you were living in that apartment, though, right? Ah. You were... Well, you were PA. You were at a pen store. Different jobs. A few different jobs. So we moved there. Yeah. Uh... You know, we graduated, I went back to Denver, and in the fall, we were going to join you guys. Right. You guys had established yourselves. We were doing shows in New York City. Yeah. You've been in New York for a year, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I drove, just drove from Colorado into New York. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And, um, yeah, crashed, slept on the floor next to your bed. That's right. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> on the floor. Because like, the flop house was like a four-story thing, and like 18 dudes lived in it. Yeah. And, um... And uh, what was it like? There were like bed bugs or something in the in the couches or something that in the living room or what was it? Uh, well, I think it was just like people were always partying all night. Sure. So I, I was, and I always slept on that couch. Okay. I was always on that couch. Hence the bed bugs. There was crabs. So that was the safest place yeah, to sleep. And, and so I think I was in law school. At that point. You and I, Eric and I, then set about trying to figure out a place of our own. Yeah. Where were you living before? Well, you I was at the flop house. At the flop house, right? I was crashing on Jay's floor when we were down at Grand Village. Yeah, okay. And uh, when I first got out there, Jay would just pull off his feather bed at night, throw on the floor. Right. Bleaker store. Yeah. Bleaker. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like you slept on a Nogahai couch for a while down there. Didn't you crash down there? Or did you get there just in no, time? I didn't remember the, 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 the flop house. And I, and I misspoke. That was where I crashed on the couch. Was the yeah, 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 yeah. Bleaker Street. You're always a Bleaker Street. Yeah. yeah. So Eric and I set about looking for a place to live, but all we could afford, you know, we just saved up money. It was a one-bedroom, so we worked out an arrangement of, you know, trading off who got the bedroom and who just slept. Uh, uh, if there was somebody else there or every night? We had a schedule, like, by month by month yeah. okay. with 
you know, that if there were ever mitigating factors, that that was... That was and are the mitigating factors, like, whoever had, uh, maybe brought a woman home would get the bed? Yeah, yeah, although I remember, for some reason, I remember, like, it being in the bedroom and hearing, you know, Eric out there with a woman. Uh, so... <laughs> are, we allow- are we allowed to discuss this on Hansky or no? I remember hearing the distinct giggling of... It was 20 one. years ago. So it was. I bet you his wife can handle this if she ever to the door. She wouldn't tune in. She's anyway. a regular... And I bet she can handle it. Yeah. Uh, we all have past lives. What, so what... So I remember... Come on, what's the story? Waking up to the sound of not one but two women giggling and speaking Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> not a word of English to be spoken. Okay, and you're in the bedroom. In the bedroom. And he's out in the other room with two... Yeah. Japanese with the cast of Mikado We are gentlemen of Japan And the bathroom is where? <gasps> Out there or in the thing? Uh, yeah, you have to leave the bathroom The bedroom to go to the bathroom and then so, um, You don't leave the bedroom to go get out of the apartment Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. okay So I think Eric got a job first is that it for the Japanese truck? So. I, that's, well, that's on my side. That's my whole deal. The other yeah. story is I, I heard giggling. What happened uh, on the that's outside? part of it. What happened? I think you kind of get the impression. Did you have a three-way with uh, the Japanese girls? <laughs> it was a fun <laughs> night. Yeah, How did you meet them? Were you, you were a PA, right? My first job, and the reason I got, uh, I could afford that apartment after going from Jay's floor. I, I went to L.A. with like two duffel bags and 200 bucks. New York. Yeah, I went yeah. to New York. What did I say? L.A. I went to New York with like $200 in my wallet and nothing. A couple of duffel bags full of stuff. And I had no idea how I was going to get, you had to, you had to do first month, second month, and I needed to put down a ton of money and then you had to pay the rent. Yeah, first month. Like, yeah. First month, last month, and... Um, and so I started, Jay and I got jobs as PAs, and we started working at CNC Music Factory, right. and then ABC, the band ABC. And PAs are production assistants, just grunts. Grunts, grunts. Yeah, grunts. Yeah, you go for sandwiches yeah. with people and driving people to and from the set. Yeah. And my first job, well, then right after that, doing these music videos, I got offered a job for Japanese television. Right. And then I got offered a Japanese movie. Right. And part of the mitigating stances, circumstances also for our apartment was that uh, I was working long hours. Yeah. I got to the point where I was making uh, double time because we were right. working. Like, pretty good money. Pretty good yeah, money. Yeah, so I started making really good money. Yeah. You're doing double time, but I was never home. Yeah. I'd be home for maybe four hours a night. So I said to Soder and uh, mutual agreement, uh, just you take the bet. I'm just going to come home. I'll crash on the couch for four hours because I'm going to have to get back up first thing in the morning and take off. That's the kind of guy this is. Good man. Good man. Part of the bromance. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so part of the bromance. Okay. Um, so I was gone all the time. I'd be home four hours a night. And then it was a rap party. Right. For the Japanese was this movie. movie. Was this the movie called Banana Chips Love? Well, that was the TV show that we first worked on called Banana Chips Love. What the fuck is that? Banana Chips Love. It was a weird Japanese series. It came right. to New York to film. It was like Timothy Leary, uh-huh. uh, Spike Lee's brother, uh, <laughs> Char- Alan Ginsberg. Oh, so really Timothy. Okay, I thought maybe you were mistaken. So those, those guys. I got to escort uh, Timothy Leary. I drove him back to his hotel once. Was he tripping? <laughs> <laughs> were you tripping? I was chipping, man. Just getting no. <laughs> uh, it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, interesting. So it's weird. I mean, it's right. a strange job. Shooting all over New York. And they had to leave. They could only be there for a certain amount of time. They had to get all the footage and then go back to Japan. So that's why we work 20 hours a day. Okay. And so I started making enough money to pay for an apartment. But then I got hired on this uh, film called Manhattan Kiss. Okay. And my job was I had to go pick up the cast and crew first thing in the morning. Right. Drive them to set. And then every night I'd have to drive them back to... Uh, their hotel 
and then I'd take a 15 passenger van and go back to our apartment on 84th Street, right. try to find a place to park, go sleep for like four or five hours, get up, be the first person to pick them up in the morning. Okay. That sucks. It was long. Except for the rap party. But then the rap party. The rap, uh, you know, the Japanese know how to reward some <laughs> hard workers. Hard workers, yeah. Right. So these were uh, geisha girls? <laughs> <laughs> you guys still keep in touch or no? No, the Christmas cards? Went back to Tokyo the next day. That next morning. Oh. Yeah. What happens in New York stays in New York, bro. Come on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, okay. Well, yeah, you worked like a pen store or something, right? So, so, and I, like, I, a really high-end pen store. I didn't know what I was going to do when I was running. You were going to do comedy before you had that. Yeah, I was going to be famous to you guys. <laughs> right. And uh, Eric started working, and I wasn't working, and the money was running out. I think I got was when it was spiral to where like I made this very half-assed attempt to find work, but I was getting like. You was know, that the Guggenheim Museum period? No, no, no. Well, I was like, okay. Was good, but I, I hadn't really gone to find work. I think I very naively was like, well, we're going to start doing shows, and then we'll get it shown on TV. And then, you know, I was refusing to accept it, like, oh, shit, no, I might have to, like, support myself. And then even Solansky, like, got to be like, dude, I just, I walked by, like, there's a fucking pen store on Broadway, and I walked by there to help one, so I just go talk to them. Like, right. he's the one who got me, got <laughs> And by pencil, you mean like a high end? Well, it was a stationery store okay. called Menage. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, stationery Menage? Menage. Not Menage. But Menage, more like a, okay. a Yiddish, I guess, or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And, uh, Menage means pen in Yiddish. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, they had a pen counter. Okay. Where you would buy high end pens. Okay. So you, you're the pen expert then over there? I was ostensibly the, 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 the pen. <laughs> Well, you gleaned a lot of info. I remember you, after a little while, you could you talk You knew some shit about pens. Like shit. I knew, yeah. What not to What's like a really good pen? Do you know? Do you um, well, the, the what people think is the Mont Blanc is the, okay. the pen. But at least back then, what we were told was, it's, it's a crappy pen. It's a bit of plastic. It's just the name. You're paying for the name. Okay. There's a pen called Pelican. That's much better. I, I, if I had had a lot of money, I would have bought myself a Do you have a Pelican pen now? I did get at some point get a, a Pelican fountain pen. Okay. Um, and how many pens did you move then? Would be like uh, was moving pens or a commission? I don't think so. I was pretty, I don't know. How many pens in a day would you sell? Four, eight, a hundred in the holiday season? A lot. And okay. what's a unit of uh, like a bushel of pens? Is it, like is it called like a rookery of pens or something? Like that? <laughs> well, it, it, at this price point, at this price point, they're sold individually. And anyway, not in a box. Okay. You would buy. Okay, sure. These were big, two hundred dollars. Certainly, a Pelican pen comes right. individually. Um, but like, remember the space pen? We sold a lot of those space pens. Right, right. You know the one that the astronauts use. You could write on any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Down, down, like, yeah sure. Little, Hemorrhoid suppository. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Those were the, the thing that like people that was the shit. It, was like, it was cheap, it was like seventeen dollars, you'd get a free kit. So I sold a ton. And is that like um you know, like I worked in a record store and when Pearl Jam's ten came out, everyone was like, Holy shit, I've heard this album at a at a release party. This is gonna explode. Like when the space pen came out, was your boss and Manash like Everybody move this fucking space pen because this shit is gonna blow up. <laughs> no, it was. I think it was. A, it was a. It was a hot phenomenon before I started there. So I wasn't there for the, the rise <laughs> of the, the rise space of the, pen. You were just riding the coast. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, zenith. Yeah. zenith but speaking of pens, Pearl Jam, and our apartment. Okay. Okay. I like story. it. So we had a pen that was um, 
sitting on our table in our living room. A nice pen. Nice pen. Okay. As, a, as far as I remember, it was an ink pen. Yeah. And we had, you know, white walls, basically white An white ink wall. pen as opposed to what? Well, you mean like, I think like I've done a ballpoint pen or... But yeah. I think it may have been a ballpoint pen. It was a ballpoint pen. Because I think, I feel like a pen this by that point point ink in it. Revisionist history. Go on. There's a on. pen. There's a pen. Okay. In living room. And uh, 10 had just come up. Yeah. So we're in our apartment cranking 10. Right. Having a great time. We start playing air drums with a pen. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's a, a step back to if you want to talk about our, why Stolhansky and I probably have a special connection. Right. Is of all the guys in the group, certainly, but as guys that we know, he and I have the same musical taste. We're Correct. We're more of the sort of audiophile guy. Right. The new, what the kids are listening to. Indie music. Right. So that's what had connected us early on. Sure. And, sure. and also, if I'm being prickish, like uh, the German Formula One driver, uh, Nicky Lauda, I think you guys also share a certain snobbery of uh, air guitar quality. Like, you look down on people who can't air guitar properly. I don't say that I would ever say that I look down on somebody as air guitar properly, but I take pride in... <laughs> Being an elevated sure. air guitar, and meaning you player. form the actual chords. Yeah, I don't know that that I've ever no, no, I just sounds like you're saying that I made. I heard, he feels like I've heard you and Stolhansky. Uh, I remember at Sundance one time. We had a giant uh, air air band session, yeah, sure. and you guys were. Like to yourselves, making fun of people who didn't form <laughs> the notes properly on the guitar. No, 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 no. What a couple of guitar players. We, we had met some broad and here who already. Come back already. Here already. Here we go. Here we come back with us. Yeah. And you know, as often is the case, we bring people back to where we're hanging out, and getting stoned. You realize some people like cannot absorb what's happening. Yeah, it's weird. Like you know, things like. It's a lot of some of the shit that we do. Yeah, and air band. Yeah. And I remember, and you know, to this, you know, it's not this woman's fault, but I remember, like, yeah, we had, like, big circular bake session mm-hmm. that turned into <laughs> some air banding, and that they just, I, was, that there was this, whoever was, like, the newest person in this circle right. had made some attempt His at doing something, yeah. and had kind of botched it. And so I think it was probably just a little, it probably was a little snarky mm-hmm. aside <laughs> between myself and Stolhansky. Because I had just, not to toot my own horn, I think I had just pulled off a pretty epic cover of the Bee Gees' You Should Be Dancing. <laughs> that involved a multi-instrumental. Okay. There, there was a horn playing, there was drumming, there was guitar playing, there was bass playing, there was singing. So, I, I mean, probably the best... One major type performance that I've ever ever laid down. Okay, there were some pretty good performances that night. I I mean, I only remember that was the first time I discovered that you, Kevin, uh, could just nail Misty Mountain. Oh, that's my song. Drum, my air drum song. Uh, Beat for beat. Yeah, love that song. Love to air drum to that song. But what's great about air anything? Is like when you feel like you can do it. Yeah. Then you really do feel like a rock star. Sure. So, yeah, the like confidence of it. So confidence. As Eric is probably two failed musicians, I really <laughs> Those are the ones. loved the, the the idea of being able to uh, really pull off a great repetition sure. of a piece of music. Okay, so then let's pull it back to the drums, the pen in the apartment. The, there's a, a so first off. Let me say I'm sorry. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, you know. And second, so, 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 so we're going at it. <laughs> we're ripping it up. I mean, mm-hmm. we're wait, both on drums or we're both. We would we'll probably just throw it off to yeah. each other, passing it, yeah, pass it, back, pass it off, and pass the pen. Yeah, next thing you know, you got two pens and you're going at it, you really whipping the wrist and just flicking it. You got your head going. Yeah, yeah. And next thing you know, we just go. 
we look up and the ink had come out at the bottom of the pen oh, and man. we were just whipping ink. Right, so one whole white wall was just speckled completely with the landlord, yeah, the landlord. who was a, yeah, ended up, I ended up working with at CBS one day, which is interesting. Oh, man. And so, and so what did you do? Did you paint the wall? No, we just didn't do, didn't know what to do. Yeah. We were so dumb it wouldn't have, been, have occurred to us to yeah. paint the wall. Paint the wall? What are you talking about? How do you do that? I mean, yeah. you wouldn't have sold that pen, though. That pen was inferior then. No, but it was probably a pen like this. Like, if, if, if I took a ballpoint, a standard ballpoint pen, yeah. If I just sure. Sure. this sure. repeatedly, repeatedly as hard as I could, they're, they're, they're not made for that. It would, ink would start to. So, what, ultimately, what happened with the pen store? So, I uh, did that job for a while, and, um, you know, I, I'd never done any kind of sales work. Been a bus boy, but I was not necessarily cut out for like customer service. <laughs> so, hey, why do you think that's the case? Uh, <laughs> why? It's not for everyone. So, what, like, you'd get annoyed with people if they didn't, when you were like, uh, so the rolling rider isn't as good a quality as the as, Pelican. Yeah, yeah, and then they'd be like, well, I've seen the ads for the rolling rider on TV, though. It's really you know, good. It's the cliche that you would imagine, which is you'd get some customer who, like, for 40 minutes would be like, well, do I want a Mont Blanc? Or do I want a... You know, you just start to zone out. <laughs> it's a fucking pen. <laughs> um, I had, I remember having some woman be like, you need to get out of this business because you just do not belong in the pen business. <laughs> 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 I was like, and I remember being like, you know what, you're right. You're right. And that was the moment that changed. And it, that was woman not, saved your life. She was, yeah. It was not long after that I went to lunch and never came back. <laughs> That's what I like about it. You just which is a, it's not a good move when you like live a block and a half away from the place. The like I would walk past the store where I where I bailed. You like, had to make a big loop. I bet you avoided it. You avoided it for how long? You must have avoided it for yeah, like a few weeks. I went on the far side of the block for a couple months. Yeah, because it's only a block away. Yeah, you did a, a, a French exit from the pen store. And then you worked at the Guggenheim? Then I worked at the Guggenheim. Okay, okay so you were a guard. And then I was a CBS. Which I think my brother got you. Because your brother was a Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wasn't he the head uh, guard, your brother? Uh, I don't know if he was the head guard. He's, head, uh, he's, an, he's an artist. You know, so he always you know, liked to be at the Guggenheim and he got a job at the Guggenheim. I always loved it when Soder uh, was a guard at the Guggenheim. Because, like, I mean, first of all, it's like Thomas Crown Affair. Like, anybody who's going to be coming in to <laughs> rob the Guggenheim is going to have some pretty serious hardware. Um, but, I think, but I think also, you remember you talked about how you figured out how to fall asleep standing up. Yeah. Wasn't that part of your thing? <laughs> yeah, because it was all, the guards were all, like, artists and musicians. Right. And you were standing, you were on your feet ten for a ten-hour day, four days a week. That's right. how it worked. And, uh... They'd move you from place to place, so you'd never be in one place for more than 45 minutes. But right. And you had it with a big hat, you didn't have any expressions yeah. on your face. Yeah. Never had people come up and, uh, you know, make faces. Kind of you can't crack, crack at all. <laughs> yes. But don't you think Soder... Don't you think Soder was like... I, I always picture him as the Guggenheim guard who's like, the collar on his shirt was too big and the, the uniform was oversized. <laughs> but the reality is, like, I was the guardliest... Of the guards because everybody else, the Patrick, I mean the 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 juniors of the world, long longer hair, even less of uh, you know like at least for me, you know I wasn't having a good time, but I I was like yeah it would suck if that guy went up and 
or his kids smeared in ice creamy hands <laughs> on that painting. So I would be like, yeah, I don't want somebody to right. fuck up something. Whereas there were the majority of the guards were out to lunch completely. <laughs> who were people who never probably wore a collar shirt in their lives, right, let right. alone a tie. Right. So for those of you listening, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you get it. Guggenheim and smear ice cream all over the paintings. I always imagine that you were like in in the the awesome terrorist Hollywood movie that you'd be the the first guard that gets killed in the heist. Like you're reading a comic book, like oh, this is the new Richie Rich. Yeah, and the gorilla comes around. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> steal the painting. Right the everyone doors. else gets killed, and Soder's left. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. He takes the state hostage. It's all or none, Soder. Uh, okay, so that was okay. When did you start working at the Galvez? Was it around that time or no? No, no, no. After that, so I was uh, the jazz record label. I went. I did work for jazz record label for a while, but I think went, yeah. So you and I were at the table. We went, were at Busby's together before Galvez, right? I feel like Galvez was pretty late. Yeah. Okay. So, so when you table, that was good because that was all. I mean, like a ton of guys. So the transition came. I think I was. Um, PAing, but I never. I realized it wasn't going to take me in the track I wanted to go. I don't sure. want to go into writing, acting. Yeah, yeah. And uh, PAing was going up the producing track. Mm-hmm. I knew I was going to get into producing. We were performing on weekends. So, uh, you were you and Jay working together? I mean, for a while, it was a bunch of Colgate guys who were waiting tables. Yeah. And you guys would come home with lots of cash. Yeah, Whitey and uh, and Jay. And Phil Benson were waiting tables at Busby's, and then and Busby's was like that Upper East Side restaurant. Yeah, ninety second, ninety second of Madison. It's closed. No now. longer there. No longer there. Right on the corner, next to Sarah Kitchen. And uh, yeah, I, I was the next one to get a job. They got me hired there. Yeah. Um, so you guys just taken over that place? Yeah, Jay trained me, and then that's where Morty was. Yeah, Morty, Morty and Arnold uh, owned the restaurant. Morty, you know, he spoke like this. <laughs> and I remember him talking about Jay one day. To, he didn't know we were all friends, and he was telling the manager, he was like, Jay, that Jay, he's a nice kid, but he is slow with molasses. <laughs> uh, but then Stolhansky came in. Right. And so now there were, that's what, four of us? Five of us? Five of us. Okay. And then Zach worked there, and I think Hedgepath worked there, didn't he? I don't know, remember Hedgepath, but maybe for me. Yeah, I think there were at least six, and then maybe a seventh. I remember there was one night where we all worked. And great. did you train Stolhansky? Uh, Josh did. Uh, Josh Greenberg. He was a, a kid who lived in my building who trained me also. Okay. He was, he was serious about it. So but you had more experience than... I was there before. Yeah. Okay. I was there before. Okay. And, and who, who was Stolansky a good waiter? Uh, yeah, the best. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there are certainly people that you knew who were not good waiters. How about this? How about this? He was on par with the rest of us. <laughs> okay. Okay. Would, I mean, you talk about, like, Morty talking about... Jay, as I know Jay, I can't think of somebody who I would rather have waiting on me at a restaurant. At the time, do you recall looking at Jay and being like, oh, that guy is a fucking terrible waiter? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, and Jay's thing was the halibut. When people would be like, what's good here? He'd be like, the halibut. <laughs> and then, you know, they would be like, and what can you tell me about the halibut? And he had no answer to that. Good. Yeah, he'd be like, oh, you do every time. Uh, it's, it's uh, you know, it's from the ocean, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, my favorite memory of Stolhansky is the day that Arnold, who we called him the major, he was you know military guy. He was one of the owners. He was one of the two owners, yeah. and Morty. Yeah. And Arnold would come in, and he had uh, someone he'd come in, in his military uniform, his major's uniform. And one, why would he be in his military uniform? Uh, he'd go right. to. Yeah, he's <laughs> a fucking American. You have a problem with that? Well, I mean, you know, I, I think guys who are retired or don't necessarily wear their uniforms to the other jobs, but okay. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, he would. Okay. And uh, there was one day he came in and, and was like, all right, everybody gather around here. They both had lists. He had a lower list. Yeah. 
and they he, both had lists? Yeah. They're he, brothers, right? The brothers? No, they weren't brothers. Oh, okay. <laughs> but he wanted us to gather around the cappuccino machine and talk about the fact that, like, somebody, we were making the cappuccinos and he was leaving the, like, people were leaving the little, the remnants of the beans. Okay. The, the, the grinds. Okay. Yeah. In the machine. Constantly. And he wanted us to clean them out. He's, and and his, his whole thing was just like, all right, now let's look at this thing. Uh, for, you gotta clean this thing out. Like, are you gonna be the kind of guy who says I'm gonna let the other guy do it, or are you gonna let, be the kind of guy who says I'm gonna do it? <laughs> meanwhile, we're gathered around here. Stolhansky's standing behind me, and I feel this uh, this finger <laughs> being inserted into my asshole through the pant. It's tempting. <laughs> the pant, but it's like as hard as it could go into my asshole with the pant. Okay. The fi- it's like his finger's shaking. He's trying to keep it. <laughs> So far up my ass. And let me six inches in front of you. Yeah, I'm in the front row in front of this guy. Okay. <laughs> this is behind me with his finger. Being chewed second up. Second knuckle up my ass. And, uh, and, you know, we kept it together. And I can hear Stolansky, like, wheezing in my ear. He's, he's starting to snicker. He's <laughs> having a tough time not laughing. That was, that was my I was favorite. hoping to make you break. <laughs> yeah. You do wheeze when you laugh. Who earned more money as a Better, better earners or not? Well, going back, I remember coming home and I'd be wait, working like 20 hour days peeing and making like 100 bucks a day or something like that. Yeah. But these guys would go down there, they were, eh, you show up at like 8, you work till midnight, right. you come home and you have a wad of cash, and then you go out drinking. Like, what? Like, how much cash? Like one, how much you make a night? Yeah, like, like 125 was a good night. Like, you could pull, like, if you did 150, you'd fucking killed it. Right. Okay. This is 1992 dollars. At, right. And after, you know, it's like, that was my first job. I left my record store job, which well, I think... Like, five bucks an hour. It was like six fifty, six fifty an hour, and I was a buyer. Like, I was a, I was a yeah. manager. Yeah. Or, like, a, a, a key holder. <laughs> okay. Which okay. meant I had to keep over the register. Even though you did nothing but steal. <laughs> they gave me the key to the fucking stock room. Right. So, 500 <laughs> seat disc room. Yeah. Here. And you still got the right to free <laughs> CDs. Yeah. You had the most amazing 1990s CDs. Yeah, I have every, everything up to 1990 I have. <laughs> including... Um, digital planets. Pearl Jam 10. I have digital, di- digital planets. I love to play digital planets. Yeah. What do you call it? Is it digital? Is it digital or diggable? Uh, I thought it was diggable planets. Uh, yeah. Digital. But it's like the way I think that the ACDC Power Edge and you say Power Edge. You know, it's right. just tomato, tomato. Sure. So you'd see these guys come home with all this cash. Yeah. And you're like, I'm in the wrong business. You show up at work about 5 o'clock at night. Yeah. You work for five, six hours. Right. You get a huge wad of cash. And then you go, you get two hours to go drink with your buddies. And it's a bunch of fun people the same age, guys and girls. Yeah, great Hanging out with waitresses and hostesses. Right. It's fun. How long did you wait tables? We probably did that for four years, four or five years. We did it for a while. I, I mean, I was at Busby's for like a year and then went to City Crab. You only had Busby's for a year? It felt longer than that, but... It might, yeah, very well may have. The whole time we lived in Soho, we were all working at Busby's. Well, yeah. That was funny, though. Like, you'd go to all the 90 seconds. Yeah, there was not a high closer high. restaurant that you could work yeah, at. Yeah, but those were good. The Busby's dollars were good. Like, you would ask other waiters. Yeah. People were waiting tables, and they'd be like, oh, yeah, I made $75 tonight. Busby's, though, 125 Sure, I've already sad money. Yeah, Carnegie Hill. Right, sure. All right, so then Galvez after that, or no? Let's see, after that... You did, like, you did a uh, stint at Macy's for a while. You did? And then you did, like, a... I bounced around. Something off Central Park. Like, kind of a... Tea house cocktail lounge for a very brief time. Remember? Yeah, I definitely bounced around like a couple different restaurants. 
I, I, showed, I went to the most pretentious restaurant, the Royalton. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that story. 44. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Somebody said, oh, I swear you make good money because an orange juice costs like 20 bucks. Right, and right. just jacks at the price. We were jealous when you went there. Yeah. You were? Oh. It was like good money, right? Well, but you only worked there like one day, right, or something like that? Wasn't I it? showed up there. I got, had to go through training. Yeah. And then after you go through training, you uh, get put on breakfast shift. Mm-hmm. And breakfast shift means you have to get up at like 4 in the morning. Right. And get there by like 5, 5.30. Crack eggs. Yeah. Exactly. And the Royalton Hotel isn't just any hotel in Manhattan. It's, it's just like, it's not just any hotel. No, this is like a, like a top, a four Five star. At the time, yeah, right. Six stars? Yeah. Keep Six going. star hotel. Wait, ten star hotel? <laughs> what, how many ten stars? How many more stars you got? That's all I got. Ten. Oh, well, then it's eleven. Okay. But shit. All right. Yeah. All right, so you went there and did the breakfast shift and what happened? Uh, I remember the first time uh, I, uh, one of the editor, a uh, guy who was an ed op, I think, in the New York Times, yeah. had his own booth and he'd show up every morning and he, and he had a certain drink that he wanted. That was certain, he, he wanted an iced tea and a snifter glass. <laughs> okay. And I didn't know. I showed up and he said, oh, my, I'll have my iced tea. So I put, just, just put iced tea in the computer. Right. And it came out in like a glass and I put in my order, come out, and the guy's on his booth sitting there. So I look around and he's over talking to the manager and the man and he's pointing at me. Right. And apparently I didn't get his snifter glass right. Oh my god, what a douchebag. Yeah, exactly. And so what, did you get fired? Uh, I got reprimanded for that one. Okay. But I all these like I kept getting reprimanded for the things I thought the stupidest things in the world. Right. So I finally got put on like a lunch crew and they had sections that were called like the um, important people, the okay people, and like the <laughs> not important people. That, that's how they would rank the clientele, yeah, the they patrons. Had, they had the like restaurants set out in three separate sections. Oh, okay. And so so important like, people Anna Winters section. and stuff would come in for okay. lunch, and Anna Winters would sit in the important people section. Okay. And everyone was always trying to call and get in reservations. <laughs> okay. And you wanted to sort of try to get in that. So I, I waited on Belinda Carlisle, uh-huh. uh, Kevin Spacey, uh, Brian Adams. Right. Like one day during lunch, it was that. Like, <laughs> right. Every one day during lunch. Right. Uh, and then dinner crowd was more of the pre-Broadway. Like, they'd come in for the pre-Broadway shows. Um, and a group of ladies came in, and they wanted to split the soft-shell crab. And they wanted soft-shell <laughs> crab, but they wanted to split it five ways. And so whenever that happened, you just go to the computer, and you just add a little note to it. Right. And I sent that down to this blowhard of a fucking chef. Right. This guy was so pompous. He was like Gordon Ramsay, but back in the day, he thought right. he was the absolute right. greatest thing to ever walk through New York City. So all of a sudden I hear, oh, what's this? You know, just going crazy. Who's trying to split the cross off your crap? Get that asshole down here right now. Right. And so like, ah, oh, the chef wants to see you, Eric. <laughs> I get on the chef and he's like, and just screaming at me. Like he was the kind of guy who would pick up a, a, a china cup and throw it at the sous chefs if they made a mistake right. or something like that. Right. They wanted to work so bad that this guy, they would stay. Yeah. But this guy yelled at me, like, top of my lungs, we're trying to split the shelf off crap. Yeah. And so, uh, I get a phone call at night and ask me if I'm going to the Yankees game tomorrow. Yeah. And so the same thing as Soder is like, you know, I'm rationalizing myself. There's a million restaurants in New York City. Sure. Like, I can go next door. Or right. like... I don't have to deal with this shit. I don't have to deal with this guy. I'm a fucking waiter. Right. It's not like I'm trying to be a sous chef or anything like that. I sure. can't work anywhere I want. There's 10 million restaurants in New York City. Right. So uh, someone called me to see if I want to go to the Yankees game the next day. I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> so I said I wanted to work that day. I said, screw this guy. He deserves to not have somebody. Sure. Leave him the dust. The week. Leave, him in the, leave him in the weeds. Yeah. Leave him in the dust. Yeah. And it turned out that uh, I get a call from the manager saying, you know, this is not the first time this has happened. Waiters uh, end up leaving all the time because this guy's such an asshole. Right. Oh, so he was he he was nice to you. The, the, and he, the, the, the yeah. manager was trying to get me to come back. Yeah, but like he definitely was telling me this was not the first time it happened. No, he hurt my feelings. I will not until he calls me and apologizes himself. You can take this job and shove it. Okay. 
And then I think after that, uh, our friend Suzanne Sloman, who did right. uh, what set design on Puddle Cruiser, yeah, ended up own, own, opening a restaurant in Lower Manhattan, restaurant bar, right. restaurant bar, right. Right. Place. in she, Alphabet she City. She was her she she brother, or no? no? She and somebody else. Yeah, she and Dave. Was it? I think. Oh, no, uh, uh, some people. Yeah. No, no, it was another guy. Who was the guy? It was another guy. Name, but it was another guy. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't okay. it his she place? Was, she was the chef, wasn't she? Oh, she was the chef. Yeah. But that, I, I love that place because it was a it was essentially a bar it's great. in the East Village, and um, and they would leave you to close up or whatever, and we would go down there and drink, and then close up, and then we'd continue to drink. It had a stage area, yeah, an adjacent stage area, so we would get drunk because you could drink as much out of the frozen margarita machine because they couldn't, you know, it's hard to quantify. Basically, <laughs> like the frozen margarita was taken out, not like yeah. going to some place and drinking out of the kettle one. So we would, yeah, just pound frozen margaritas all night long for free, which was nice. Yeah, and then shut the gate, and then we perform And the funny story was that one night we were doing it. And we were wasted, and we were doing like people. People get up stage and do a funny bit or whatever, and sometimes you laugh so hard. Remember that? Yeah, I did it. You laugh so hard that you injured yourself, cracked a rib, and you went to the doctor, and he told you that you had cracked a rib from yeah. laughing so hard. I uh, I had some character I was working on that laughed like a hyena, <laughs> right, right, right. and I ended up cracking a rib. And you actually broke a rib from <laughs> laughing. No, one of my favorite stories from uh, uh, when. Eric was a, a bartender at Galvez was that some wasted woman was asking him if there was she needed a key to get into the bathroom mm-hmm. and at the end of the bar there was just a small cactus that sat there right. and Stolinsky as, <laughs> as he likes to do was like uh, yeah just go see that cactus down there just squeeze that and the key will pop out <laughs> 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 and woman, a wasted woman Goes over and just squeezes a fucking cactus. <laughs> Why would you say that? Why would you do that? Well, a little backstory on that, so I don't completely sound like a jerk. <laughs> it's okay. No, I was uh, bartending, and she was sitting at the at the um, bar, and it wasn't too busy. And a guy came in, and a guy sitting there by himself. And these two women are talking, and the woman wanted to buy the guy wanted to buy her a drink. Right, and so I went up to her and I said, uh, "Hey, this gentleman over here, he uh, asked if he could buy you a drink." And she's like, "Tell him to buzz off." <laughs> and she was such a crab; like yeah. she was so crabby and such a um, "see you next Tuesday." Yeah. Hello. 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 She would always tell people to come back. And come see back you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Like, um, see you next Tuesday. Uh, she was such a crab, and she was absolutely. Driving me nuts. I could, I, she, she was such a bitch, it was driving me crazy. Right. And so then when she came up to me trying to be nice and like that, she's like, How do I get in that bathroom over there? I was like, Here's what you do. You want to get in the bathroom there? Go over there and grab that cactus and a key will pop off. But the thing is, I think you did that to us too. Like, I think like uh, if people like wanted matches or something like that, you yeah. would also say that to people. Like, Squeeze that cactus and matches will come out. Yeah. Like, you got I remember you doing got that too. People with the matches. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. the first one that's going to like that Yeah, squeeze that uh, <laughs> cactus and matches will come out of it. Were we all uh, see you next Tuesday? <laughs> I guess so. You're no, starting to sound like a jerk still. That's not true. Uh, uh, she was the first one that inspired oh. that. And then she did, she came over and said, Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> you deserve it. But then I thought, when I think I told you guys that, that story, yeah. and it became kind of funny, and then it became like, Carnage, go grab the cactus. Yeah. I think we tried to get you to get people to grab the cactus. I think it's what it was. It's the, it tells you like the power of being a bartender. There's almost no job in the world where 
you could do that. And then just if somebody has a problem with you, like, okay, well, then get out of my bar. <laughs> right. This is great. Yeah. Think power. That's true. That was fun down there. Did you bartend other places or no? I'm trying to think uh, if you bartended another bar. I think that was about it. Yeah. I think that sort of uh, ended the run. The bartender run? Because then uh, Puddle Cruiser kicked in, right? Yeah. What happened yeah, and then you, you moved to LA. Moved to LA, and then uh, oh, you moved to LA. For, you with Jay had some menial jobs out in LA. Hey, Jay and I came out together, right? Yeah, you guys hung out in. Uh, we stayed in New York for a little while. Soda was the last. Until last holdout. Wait, were you the last holdout? Yes, you. Well, were. I, I mean, yeah, I came out like just a couple months after you because I was getting married. So I, I had right. to wait until we got married and then drove across country. Right. You stayed with us for a little. Right when you got out. Oh yeah, yeah with the wife, family, yeah, yeah, briefly, yeah. Yeah, we got the house in the mall. That's when we were doing the Dukes of Hazard. Is that right? Is that accurate? Mm-hmm. And now you guys are living together again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, full circle. Have you had any little parties over there at the Soda Residence, or did you have a Golden Globes party or anything like that? Or? We didn't do the Golden Globes, but we watched football last weekend. And we had a uh, well, the first day I got there, we had some friends over. Okay. Uh, Swanee came out. Okay, Swanee's been on the podcast. Uh, okay. Ed. Ed. So, no, you know, you, you, you have school kids, so it's, you know, you, you can it's different. have a cocktail or two after the kids go to bed. But, sure. Uh, you're wiped out the other night, yeah. you know? Yeah. So you've got to get up early in the morning. It's not conducive. It? Right. We're out here writing. We're here working. We're working. Yeah. It's on exciting. On a number fun. of things. But it's fun to get back here. It's been a while since we've... Uh, see people can guess what we're working on. Two, we had been jamming out a little bit, but yep. uh, now something new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a little it's something a in, the, in the hopper. In the hopper. We're doing it. But um, Lemmy wanted to um, ask you one question, Slansky. Oh. Or I'll ask Lemmy a question. Okay. Favorite Stolhansky haircut over the years? Uh, I would have, so many. I've so had many. to say my favorite was the Dorothy Hamill. <laughs> oh, and, which, and what era was that in? Is the Dorothy Hamill the same as the Prince Valiant? Or is that two different ones? It's Well, there's an asterisk. It was uh, you... First, you got a Prince Valiant haircut. Oh, okay. And that was like one of your headshots, right? It was like a... Well, well he... No, no, he, he showed up... I was very unhappy. And he had just gotten a, a Prince Valiant haircut. Okay, okay. And, uh... <laughs> it's kind he, of a bob, right? Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately. A, unfortunate. a longer bob. Okay. You know, like Carol Channing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of baggy, mm-hmm. and then a little bit longer. With mm-hmm. some longer... Around longer around, yeah. Yeah, a yeah, little monkey. And monk, like M-O-N-K. Right, right, right. And, uh, and then... We were pretty stunned when he came back with it, and it was like the amount of shit that uh, I gave him was unsurmountable. And then he uh, snuck out and went and got it corrected. <laughs> Not thinking we would notice, or uh... no, 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 hoping that it would be noticed that it was he had changed uh-huh. his haircut. But what happened is they just like buzzed it <laughs> like up in the back a little bit, and he came back l- l- with like a Dorothy Hamill right. version of the, the same haircut, <laughs> which is buzzed up higher in the back. And then the amount, I remember giving him so much shit that I could see his eyes watering. Like right. he was being like, <laughs> like, you mean like he was going to cry? Yeah, or yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Like he was getting so upset. It was like one of those, like when you're nailing the shit that you're giving somebody. Yeah. Like everything. And it's like just not just me, but other people. Right. And we're so stoned. We're just laughing our asses <laughs> off. And it's like the poor guy's. Every joke here. is funnier than the next. Yeah. This, he's dude sitting there in fucking figure skates with his Dorothy Hamill haircut. Right. Being abused by us. God damn it. And then uh, I think you went and just like got it cut short. But then I remember you got. Uh, I got three haircuts that one day. <laughs> <laughs> At three different places? Yes. Yeah. 
How much I have on you? <laughs> More than I have. I spent $500 on haircuts today. Well, because then didn't you, uh, on like a different day, you came and you had dyed your hair jet black. I did. And we were like calling you Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> that was at where? At Broom Street? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's... I walked by Twain Reed one day and for some reason I decided to buy a, a dye your hair black. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then it was hard to get it back to normal. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's black. Yeah, uh, I tried it, and then I was like, "Ah, oh, it doesn't look so good." Because I'm very fair, right? With sort of a ruddy red complexion. Sure. My my favorite story from that era of Soders is when uh, he swiped that uh, headshot Got out, of the, out of the I out of the pocket of headshots. Remember that we were? I remember. I think we were casting uh, Paul Cruiser, maybe, yeah. and we had gotten submissions of a bunch, a bunch of actresses, and. Uh, I remember what it was like. We were looking for one, and we found out one was missing. Mm. Not, 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 the soda was getting up to leave. Okay, okay. And he had the movie script, and he was like getting up to leave. He's like, All right, let me tie my shoe. He put his script down on the stack of headshots, uh-huh. and then like tied his shoe or something, and then picked the script back up. And there was a headshot attached to the bottom of it that he right. then started slyly pack into his bag and we're like hey, no, <laughs> I fell from so you know okay. I fell when I went to grab my script okay a headshot came with it <laughs> intentionally or unintentionally unintentionally okay okay I mean, how many embarrassing things have I admitted to and I will have never copped to that okay but that's a funny one I mean like there are beauty shots right the headshots are beauty shots beautiful shots of yeah. actresses and pretty sure. Sure. in our opinion Soder had kind of no, 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 I get Picked why. I get why that story has legs. Let's let's talk about. Story. Let's talk about. Something. And can we say who the actress was, though? Yeah, yeah, go. So the actress was a, a woman named Nellie Shudo. Yes, who's right? now you find her in the back of like Us Weekly. She's one of the snarky people who bitches about. Oh, is she? Yeah. Well, I thought she was in a movie recently. Wasn't she in like The Departed or something? Uh, like I remember she seeing her in something. something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And also, you uh, 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 you go to like the back of Us Weekly. They put unflattering pictures up of stars, okay. and there's and a some people bitch about it. Heads row, Henry, um, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, mm-hmm. pundits, <laughs> right? She just pops up off of this. Okay. Really shoot up. Um, now, speaking of a story that you have copped to, uh, another time when you, guys, <laughs> when you guys lived together, you and Stolansky, you lived on Ashland in uh, in Venice, right? That house. Yeah. yeah. Where was that? I remember there was a problem. Seventh there. and Ashland, yeah. Yeah, you can. When we were doing the pilot, we were doing yeah, yeah. something. Safety school, right? No, because we lived at the Oakwood apartments apartment. then. Well, yeah, we, we lived, lived there. there. We lived and there. I think then he was there. So we went over. I lived with this guy, John Lochran, uh, who was Brachi's friend. Yeah. Well, where was the place that you lived with Soder where, like, you kept uh, walking in and finding. And the evidence of him mastering. <laughs> no, no, no. It was just once I left the lotion by the toilet. When that scout was enough to be able to chew that. But he, I, I feel like he, he, he chewed you out for that? <laughs> I thought he chewed you out and then. Oh no, leave him! Hey, be a little more careful, alright? I was just they Put the lotion in the basket! Hey, put the lotion in the basket! Did he chew you out? <laughs> he barked at me, yeah, he barked at me. He sorry, barked at me. I've done a lot of apologizing tonight. I've learned a lot tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what a part of a jerk. It was your Ashland. Yeah. It was at Ashland. And I, he was pretty much anything, right? So we were just like, yeah, I went to crashing there for a brief period and I left the lotion on the floor next to the toilet I had the rug and one up yeah and so he and he came in and barked at you about it what a jerk and then we were hanging out and yeah, and, 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 yeah. I'm happy we're still friends I'm happy we're still friends 
But then I thought, yeah, maybe you don't have a champion in front of other people. He should just do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember you guys turned me on to that. That was sure. What a jerk. That house was our first one. Donnie Iris song. Aliyah. Aliyah. Yeah. I think I was at Ted Griffin's house, though. No, no, they put the headphones on and they were like talking about it. They're like, oh no, Lemmy, you gotta listen to the song. But you guys had just unearthed it from your past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gone to my cousin's wedding and they were cranking it. I was like, it's a good song. I yeah. remember that song. I remember that song. Um, before we go, do you want to um, revel in um, Justin Bieber's issues right now or no? Uh, you know, as a, uh, a nearby liver. You live near him and he just got busted for throwing an egg. Sort of the haircut. It's kind of, you know, transition from the haircut. Yeah, he, is, he has the, the uh, Dorothy Hale haircut a little bit. Yeah. Well, you had a run-in with him. A while ago. You know, it's like he's been terrorizing Calabasas for a while. Right. Someone should beat him down, don't you think? Someone should just kick the, kick the dick out of that little guy? Well, what happened was, uh, you know, when, when my son was born, I remember my wife and I went to the Calabasas Commons. Right. It's a mall. It's an outdoor mall, but like you know, a nice one. It's not yeah. a strip mall or anything. It's yeah. it's uh, it's high end. Well, they have like it's classy, classy, genuinely fancy restaurants there. Right, the turtles like a the pond. sur le table. I bet they have that, right? <laughs> I, I mean, uh, y- y- I'm gonna say yes. You don't know what sur le table is? I know that it means above the table, or it does mean below the table. <laughs> it's above. It's above the table. It's the shit that goes on your arriba, table. your kitchen, above, right? Arriba. Oh yeah, arriba, arriba. Sir, south. Okay, sure. Well, that would mean it was below. But that's all right. We'll look it up. French. So anyway, what happened? Anyway, so uh, Bieber, Bieber, in the distance, right. I saw two fellows on segways. Okay. And uh, as they and they were like driving their segways right at people. Okay. Terrorizing people. That's not very nice. And then veering out of the way at the last second. Should nobody pop him? Nobody pop him? No. And then what happened? Like he was heading towards us. I, I had a baby, so it was like my instinct was to step in front of my baby. And they veered out of the way at the last second. It was Bieber and uh, Little Bow Wow. Okay. Okay. Or, or another. Well, you weren't sure if it was him. I wasn't sure if it was Little Bow Wow or Little Romeo. And okay. I looked him up. Looked him up online. It was Little Bow Wow. I think. Okay. I think he just goes by Bow Wow now. Okay. Maybe he's Bow. Yeah. Or maybe Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, he goes by Wow. Yeah. Okay. As opposed to Little Za, who's the guy that got arrested for cocaine uh, okay. in Bieber's house today. Okay. Probably taking a fall for Bieber. But probably, okay. probably. All right. So what happened? So he swerved and did you pop? No, no, I didn't because you know, I was like, my first instinct was to step in front of sure, the child. But I also decided, I was like, N- if I ever see Bieber doing that again, yeah. Even if he's whether or not he's coming at me, but probably only if he's coming at me, because yeah. I, I want to cover my ass in advance of this. <laughs> to make say, I will only attack him if he comes at me. You okay. scared your girl. This sounds like what he I am going to stay my ground, but I'm going to fucking pop him. Yeah, why not? Because, first of all, that's I'm going to get some something out of it. Sure, you'll fame and he'll publish Actually, I shouldn't say that. I well, no, but you, uh, I think people are waiting to see to cheer for the guy who beats the dick out of that little It's fight. possibly going to be me, but... Right. Just think how awesome that, like, paparazzi footage is going to be of, like, Lenny going crazy... Trying to kick the shit out of Bieber being held back and the headline being Lemmy Adam. Oh, good one. Yeah. Being held up by his wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Little Bow Wow. Little Bow Wow is going to be on, on my back. Or his gigantic security detail. Sure. But no, he was but he was naked that day. He was, oh, was naked. Yeah. Oh, just trying yeah. to get him. Because he would have had to put them all on uh, Segway. Like he doesn't have that 20 kind of 20 guys walking. Yes, he does. Yeah. 20 <laughs> guys driving around in Segway. Big Segways. Right. So that's your Bieber moment and. Yeah, for your concern. So it sounds like you're issuing a warning. Really, you're issuing a warning. This was 
but this was before that happened before he had just moved there. This was before like all the noise complaints and the speeding violating, you know, Keyshawn Johnson. Sure, sure, sure. And my chiropractor, I got the same one as Eric Dickerson. And right. He was complaining about when he, he was like, I'm gonna kill that little punk. Because <laughs> really, well, he's an asshole. Yeah, sure. I mean, look, I'm not gonna say he's an asshole. He's a, he's a 23 year old kid or something with like, But somebody's got to knock some sense into the kid. Yeah, well, if he comes near me with his Segway, I'm fucking him up. Now. If he was racing towards you on his Segway and stopped just short of hitting you, and then was like, "Oh my God, Steve Levy, I love your movies!" Yeah, you'd totally turn around and look at him and be like, "Totally." Yeah. The next time we'd be partying at the Calabasas Mansion, throwing eggs at Thomas Mister. Let yeah. me be on that. Too. I'd be taking the fall for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's cool, Justin. It was my cocaine. Yeah, it's cool. Don't worry about it. I'll take. I'll get this from Justin. Yeah, this yeah. is on me. Yeah, for sure. Just, uh, you know, get me back sometime, okay? <laughs> Put me in a video, okay? I could use the work, okay? Yeah. All right, well, if that scenario unfolds, probably not. I was going to punch him in the Adam's apple. Okay. Knock him out. I like I like to hear that, actually. Um, all right, we're at an hour and a half. What do you got anything else to say? Uh, no, is there anything else on that? Uh, anything else we should talk to these judges? No. Uh, we're going to make, make fun of Slice's haircuts. I was going to say we're going to make fun of Lenny's haircuts. Yeah, he's had some hair. He has long hair. Pretty haircuts. straightforward now, but back in the day, which I believe is on a headshot that hangs at Richter's. Is that still there? Mm-hmm. I think Richter's, Richter's is still there. Gone. For a long ladies, Busby's. Yeah, all of our old haunts are gone. Stomping ground. For a while, though, you could go and enjoy a beer and look at Lemmy's headshot right. behind the bar, Richter's, where he had long hair down to his shoulders. Uh, a le- double earring, double earring, yeah. leather jacket with tassels. Yeah. And what you couldn't see was uh, tan workman's boots. Yeah, yeah, he had work boots on the shirt. We talked about it before. His, his old, uh, his old, uh, his old look. Yeah, like it was hot. Yeah, it was get up. It was the Gerardo yeah. look. That look was hot back then. The, the 1990 Gerardo, yeah, and the Rico Suave. We called it. In that headshot, did you have your hair back in a ponytail? Um, no. Well, in that one, I had a few down. It was down. My hair was down. You did have, I think both of you had a face-touching uh, headshot at one point, right? I also have a headshot of you with long hair, so I see I did. While you're, you know, throwing these stones at my glass house. But I, I think I have one with the Prince Valiant. Uh, I had the shoulder-length uh, headshot for sure. Okay. I don't know, I don't think anyone took a picture with my Prince Valiant day. But no. there was one, yeah, like, there was one where it's kind of Prince Valiant, and you're like... Yeah, he looks in you know, a sideways smile. Like if you just look oh, at him, yeah, yeah. I yeah. definitely did have uh, shoulder length hair. It's like a he looks like, like, like a wreck girl. Yeah, you know, bright <laughs> white teeth, oh, bright yeah. white teeth, and hopeful eyes. Yeah, life hasn't beaten you down yet at that point. Wide hips. It's weird. Did you have long hair when we lived together? I can't picture you in my mind's eye. Yeah, hair. I think I did. I think my I think that uh, headshot era was around the time we lived together. So you both had you both wore ponytails in your life. Definitely. Yeah, I went to long hair from college all the way to tinfoil monkey agenda. So what's that? That's uh, five years, six years, five years. It's like it was like three, like three and a half or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think we shot tinfoil monkey agenda in '94. Okay. Well, you never got it cut, or you got it fixed up. Uh, I would get it. I was getting it uh, cut to grow long. Oh, okay. And so it was like okay. they would like you know at the beginning it was like they would like trim the sides and the back so the top and front could grow, <laughs> and then when it caught up with the sides then they would let it all grow. Okay. And I had long sideburns then too, as was the fashion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So did after Ten Point Monkey Agenda when you had to shave it all off? Crew cut. Yeah. Crew cut. Did you ever grow long again, or has it been pretty short since then? No, I mean I've had it, I've had it long-ish, like long short, where it's like you know. 
over my eyes and like you know mullety in the back, but never never ponytail length again. Okay. Male pattern baldness. You did that. I've done male pattern baldness with uh, with the fro. Yeah. I've done completely shorn bald cue ball in my movie watching the detectives. Yeah, I did. I did. I sh- after the reshoots of Beer Fest, I flew to New York to be in your film and shaved my head. Yeah. And bald times. Yeah. A fatty and tatty. I went bald. You went bald twice. So did I. Yeah. Once. Yeah. Mm. Well, I went bald for. Uh, yeah. Dukes had it too. Oh yeah, in case of twice. Yeah. I've never even had a crew cut. Really? We should get you in something to get you on that, man. Or shave your head. Face for that. Yeah, it's know. pretty good. You, I enjoyed it. You never know until you do it. Time I've done it. It's it's actually surprising. Like you you shaving your head is like <clears throat> being in midair when you have just jumped into a freezing cold. When you know you're jumping into a freezing cold pool, you're in the air and you're like, ah. <laughs> That's what it's like when you commit to shaving your head. Before you, you're, you get the wine, your heart stops. Yeah, and then yeah. you die. And you regret There's no water in the pool. What have I done? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No water in the pool. But it goes back. It feels great under your hand. I, I, I enjoy it. It's easier. Yeah. That's very, very easy. I might do it again. You should do it too. I'm not pretty sure. This is like uh, eight sure. weeks. It's about eight weeks Looks great. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right. We're at an hour and a half. Okay, why don't you, you, you scream louder? All right. <laughs> um, break it up. All right, well, no, that, was, that was a good bullshit session. Just like yeah, that. Like, will you edit this, this down? No, fuck it. The people true. aren't people interested in that much. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Bullshit. Yeah. Doesn't matter. They can just stop listening to it. Yeah. Then turn it But yes, they are. Like, we get, but do you ever get like... Yeah, do you ever yeah we get messages like, all the time saying longer, longer. No, but you ever get like, God, that was a boring... No. Then you just turn off. The only negative... You don't get negative feedback. The only negative feedback we've ever gotten was from people who didn't like the chew. A lot of people have said we don't like the chew so much. You never love the chew. Well, in the beginning, in the early podcast, we used to chew all the time. Yeah. Now we just shoot again. Yeah, we shoot a little more. But no, that's the, the podcast is the deep cut of, uh, of entertainment. It's like you go for the deep cut, and that's what you want to listen to. And you can spread it out over a couple okay. times. And that's what they want. They want to hear this. They want to hear a little bullshit session. AMR. And if they don't want to hear it, then they don't listen to it. You fast forward through it. Yeah. Is it the 15 second forward button? Why don't you say something funny before we uh, sign? Something funny. Hey. Hey. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Oh, I knew it you. Let's chew, New Yorker. Let's chew on our way out. Uh, all right. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Tony. Is that how you were, uh, yeah. came into this world? Love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. To the uterus. To the uterus. To the uterus. Now leaving Nerdist.com.